0: Hey everybody, it's Michael Martin. Happy Monday. Thanks for being here. Well, is there enough volatility for you? As I speak, Tesla could be going to uh, who knows what. And uh, many of the other names are launching. Although, you might notice that certain aspects of the tape are very, very heavy. And things are falsely breaking out. And they're kind of stalling. And so today's uh, discussion will go along the lines of I think you have to be, you know, look, if you're sitting at your desk and you're double clicking your mouse and putting your orders in, you know, you are the market, right? You're on top of things. So you can't get much closer. Um, for the rest of us though, you want to consider, you want to consider being a little more hypervigilant if you are putting in your orders and your stops, and then you're kind of sitting there and, um, you know, watching things unfold when momentum stalls, uh, you can guess that false breakouts are kind of on the way. Now, it is true that on certain breakouts, certain patterns, you can you can see a retest. But at least for my style of doing things, once you see that small breakout and you have ever so small gains, as soon as it starts to turn to losses in the type of market that we're in, uh, they keep going. So it's not like you're letting a winner become a loser, per se, because the win isn't really anything to write home about. It's not what you're doing it for, right? It's not enough for you to offset the trade and walk away and say, okay, here's what my normal winning trade is like. That adds up to my expected values and this and that. So for the type of market that we're in, if you're not an investment advisor and you're in the space of creating alpha for people, uh, a couple things, you might think of, you know, now might be a good time to try you know, putting on half of your normal position because um, it's that kind of environment, right? Because you have to make the decision of risk on, risk off. And you do that on some level when you put your stops in and, you, and the stops get hit, you're risk on, right? Somewhat automated. But when you're a chart reader, you kind of have to make a discretionary decision. Is this the environment that's amenable to my style of trading? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out and see the names that are working because they get so much press. But, you know, the majority of names don't get written about. They don't get spoken about. People don't share on social media. But, you know, that part of the tape is kind of heavy. And you want to be super vigilant. Why? Well, you know, I think for a lot of things that you endeavor in life, especially in trading, you want to get out of the gates quickly. And even if you've been trading for and managing money for, who knows, several decades, we're still in January. And the way track records work is they typically go calendar year over calendar year. And so you want to be mindful that we just don't know. We can't predict, even the smartest of us, what January is going to look like. And if you're not lucky enough to own whatever... You know, you're looking at Disney at historic highs and the damn theme parks aren't even open. You have, you know, obviously the other names, I won't bore you with the details here because it's not that type of show. But those names will keep running. And then it's all the other ones though that will take away from that, right? So it makes no sense if you're up what was it? You know, Tesla's up thirty three percent in a week or something like that. So it's like typical day. But if you let your losers grow all the benefit of having that one winner can be wiped out. And then what you don't want to do is put yourself... Because you can see it coming. Don't put yourself in the spot where you have even these blue chip names that are all collectively losing, say, 2% each you know, against your overall equity, right? Not 2% in the name, right? But 2% to your overall equity, so down 10%, and then you have Tesla up 15%, like... If you're buying and holding and you're an investment advisor, I guess that's certainly one way to go. But I don't agree with the old statement that like, oh, it's a blue chip, you can't really get hurt. But look at Cisco, right? We talked about that about a million times. And that thing sold off from 2000 through today. And in 20 years, it's never gone back to where it was. And it's a blue chip name. It's a name a lot of people know. And at one time, it was called the backbone you know, of the internet because of the routers and the switches, right? So since we don't know ahead of time how things are going to unfold, be very vigilant about cutting those losses super quick, letting your winners run. But even there, even though if you have a dog that's housebroken, it doesn't mean that they're not going to crap on the rug once or twice. So you still have to not trust them. And that's the kind of market we're in. We talked about trust all of last week. And in the conversations that I have and the things that I look at and the things that I read, it's um, It's that type of environment where you want to be hyper vigilant on your risk. If you're running money for people, it's also good to have a conversation with them, as brief as it might be, or a two or three sentence email, because communication is key. As long as they know that you have their back, that's a good thing. It's when people get surprised that they start to have questions. But if you always take the game to them and say, here's what I'm anticipating. Here's what my behavior is going to be. I just want you to know ahead of time. You know That's a professional move. Um, Two, when you have those conversations and you know how you're going to act and then you follow through, what ends up happening is you build your confidence and your self-esteem because you're doing the right thing for the client. You're communicating it and then you follow through on it. And then you're acting along the lines of your goals, where you're letting your winners run and you're cutting your losers quickly, right? When, if you smell smoke in this environment, you have to assume it's a three, four, five alarm fire. Part of me almost wants to think that you should read A. Greenberg's book, where he said it. Where he said it didn't matter if it was GE or AT&T, if it was down or below our basis coming into Friday's close, it traded, which means he never took losers home over the weekend. You know, I thought that was a pretty remarkable type of thing. I think it's good insight and good good things to think about for where we are in, uh, in the world and in the markets right now. So that's all for today. We'll keep moving on this with a few other ideas during the week. I don't want to take up all your time. And uh, as you know, the show is more about cutting right to the chase. There's no blathering. There's no throat clearing. There's none of that crap. You got better things to do. And uh, I always appreciate you being here. If there's anything that I missed or something that you didn't understand. You know, I'm a pretty affable person. You reach out. I'm happy to help you and point you in the right direction and make something a little bit more clear. Happy to do it. Give back to the community from which I benefit greatly from. If you'd like a free copy of the audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading, you can go to Martin Chronicle and get it. And uh, thank you for being here. I'll see you next time.